Enjoy the show. Play on my tongue. Not to make it properly, he sheaths his massive pole. Yeah. <laughs> I sheath my massive pole. It was either a queen or a whore. I feel so bad for not remembering which because there is a very big distinction between could, the two. Could Sonic's third movie, Sonic's heroin habit. Sonic's going through some real shit right now. Just like this next story. Try Force. Going live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. The 305th Purjangers and Wallhangers <laughs> Media Network presentation. The only podcast to, I don't know, start live every week on a Tuesday or a Thursday. The Triforce Podcast, of course. I am your host, Matthew Bucrell, the Matman. And in the Perjanger box, we have one Katerina Thermoscara, wonderful woman, as well as Christopher Bristow, the old man, and his daughter, and our omnipotent presence that is Stephen Bucrell, big brother. I'm getting to you, man. Our hero of time, Link Diablo, mascot. He's below. Yes. Where we want you to like, subscribe, and comment. Yes, he's below me. Um, <clears throat> but. He's a two-foot-high dog. Where else is he going to be? Exactly. He's not going to be above me. Um, oh, boy. We come here the same for the same reason every single week, and that's because tonight, Pirate Queen needs a doctor. Retiring Robotnik, Unreal Tomb Raider, and so much more on the Triforce Podcast. Of course, we want you to hop on over here to pjandwh.com where you're going to find all the crazy and lucky nutty moments right up top. Just like after this podcast, you'll find last week's Triforce Podcast. I forget what I so eloquently named it. I could pull it up really quick. But you'll find, scroll down, you'll find last week's uh, Lug Nuts podcast, which was bigger, fatter, wider civic. Yeah. Which was, of course, the ultimate Kanye song that we thought of. It's a free one for him. You know. if, it's, it's a Yeezy special. <laughs> like yeah. he needed it. <laughs> and then last week's Triforce podcast, Big Brother, what does that say on the laptop screen? Uh, laptop screen. There you go. Right here. Step away from his mouth. No. <laughs> Facebook. It says Facebook. That's what it says. Yeah, right here. What does this say? Right there. Uh, something PlayStation. Oh. Speaking oh. of... Speaking, hogs, speak, speaking of ball hogs, back to PlayStation is the Triforce podcast that'll pop up here. That's what I was trying to get to. Um, oh, boy. Such a well We're doing real game. swell. We're starting off right. Starting off right like hitting the real second. Real wood machine we are. Like hitting the second tab while Jangor gaming. Big brother going through Elden Ring. Really mm-hmm. expertly crafting your way through there. You're yeah, lightning and lightning and all that stuff. Yeah, you got your faith build. Yeah, that one. that one's a lot of fun. Well, here's Zeus. Big, big old heavy from far away and uh, uh, lightning spell. That sword that you got for your samurai is fucking impressive. Like, I did. I got the wash pole. It's literally like a it, fucking it's, fishing it's pole. It's kind of funny when they do the animation because mm-hmm. it's like a twenty foot long sword, and he puts it in the sheath. 
His arm would have to be. Yeah, he would have to like. He'd have to. He'd have to orient in many pop out ways. his arm and eh, stick so it. So you're saying he sheaths his pole. Yeah, <laughs> he sheaths his pole. He doesn't let it sir, out. sir, sir. We have to. <laughs> Yeah. If, if we're going to make that joke, we have to make it properly. He sheaths his massive pole. Yeah. <laughs> I sheath my massive pole. Not just You're a not pole. not even into the story Massive yet. pole. And he was sheathing are. a pole for at least seven Let's Plays by now. Okay. Oh, yeah. Massive. He's been sheathing poles for a long time, but now he's sheathing his massive pole. That yeah. is the difference. You know, I don't always pull out my pole, you. but when I do, it gets huge. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the Katarina praying. That means we are... That's off to a good start right here. We're heading no in the right direction. Oh, we hit the right mark. <laughs> But our first story has a little hope because an Akira fan builds an amazing motorcycle based on the series. Of course, um, thanks to uh, comic book resources via Boing Boing, no idea what that is, we've discovered boing boing. that a dedicated, and I think there's a I, video I think there as well. The, uh, giggity goes a giggity. <laughs> I think wow. we should go back and do that. Again. How did I forget we a, giggity. a giggity on the end of that one? We need to back it, back it up. Thanks to comic resources via Boing Boing, giggity. Yeah, uh, you're right. That's so much better. Yeah, it's much better. That's so much better. It sounds much better. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I wasn't myself for a second. Yeah. I needed a Snickers. But we've discovered that a dedicated <laughs> fan in Japan has made their very own working replica Akira cycle. Genetically challenged, eat a Snickers. <laughs> Snickers would be a lot more profitable. It's just, um, it's just not stopping. No, no, it won't. Just, we don't stop a rocking. Um, won't stop. Can't, can't stop. Won't, I can't even get that right. Thank you. It won't stop. A can't stop a rocking. Everyone. <laughs> Japan has made their very own working replica Akira cycle. And we must say it looks quite spectacular, which it does. It looks great. I mean, especially a fan made uh, for a fan made cycle. What would your ultimate nerdy cycle be, though? Because Akira, I, I watched the anime movie. It was good. I loved it. But if I'm picking a fucking nerdy cycle, give me Ghost Rider. Give me Cloud Cycle and, and Advent Children. Ooh. With all the swords. I also That's, thought the fucking... This, uh the the uh Well, motorcycle from Star Wars, that one for, that Ahsoka Tano uh, rode in the last season of uh, Clone Wars. That shit, man. That'd be really fucking handy because you can go anywhere on that, man. You got no <laughs> ca level cap. I would have to say, I don't know if this is the best pick, but initially, of course, I thought Transformers and RC because That's it just one. feels like he'd be super handy. And he, he could would sit not, on the couch and be a buddy. You would not mm -hmm. have to worry about mm -hmm. refueling or anything like that because yeah, it's got they like didn't. Nuclear. Or like, I imagine even the fusion, Star Wars, whatever. even the Star Wars buggy has to fucking refuel somehow. So I am sticking with. RC, thank you. Yeah, no, that's the big pick. That's the that's the main pick right there. That's the big one. 
It's really good. You should keep that female Yoda pick back up. I like that better than the green screen. Yes, that fits. It fits so well. Yes, it fits so it's well. It's Mandalorian. I <laughs> see what you did there. Oh Just like this next story. Worth it, you are. <laughs> because it's a bit of a disappointment, but it's also a bit of hope. Uh, dare I say, a dream. Because Obi-Wan Kenobi series is delayed slightly, but will premiere the first two episodes together. The announcement. Yes, just delayed it a week. It's not yeah. a big deal. Well, not a week. A couple days. Instead of Wednesday, yeah. it's coming out Friday with the first two episodes. Friday but is a much better day for it. It is normally going to come out on Wednesday. It's just this initial launching. They're releasing on Friday for the first two episodes. What, di- what date is that? It's a Friday. Uh, the 27th instead of the 25th. So the Memorial Day weekend to give people the four days while they're off to watch it. Brilliant. And then on that Wednesday, they drop it. But Obi-Wan Kenobi's new schedule also has a larger impact on the Disney Plus programming schedule. The series will <laughs> now overlap with Ms. Marvel series for uh, one fewer week since... Disney is releasing two episodes at once. Ms. Marvel is set to debut on June 8th, while Obi-Wan's run is scheduled to end around June 22nd. I think, I think as we long can as watch, everything stays on schedule. Watch them both. I hope as soon as you boot up the episode of Obi-Wan, you get a... a My attention can't take it! <laughs> but maybe that's what they expect. You know, like, what? Two shows? I don't know. Uh, but, you know, maybe it's something entertaining. But I'm really excited that for a premiere, especially as big as Obi-Wan, because there's a lot of fan uh, chatter and hope and anticipation behind this, especially with our own expectations of it. There's a lot of stuff that is, you know, people are really trying to focus on and see so that memorial day weekend is going to give them time to watch and rewatch and rewatch again which you know star wars fans will and i know that this is a fruitless request but if you're a fan and you're watching right now and that first episode comes out please don't immediately shit on it because it's not living up to whatever expectations you have built in your head give oh it no it's time. not going to live up to any expectations give it a couple of give it a couple of episodes before you start trashing it look if you find the inclination to trash it just ask yourself was it better than the sequel trilogy yes we're doing fine yeah, ask me in 10 years if it's any good because even well, about um even about, you know what i'm gonna have to agree with you on that give it give it a decade like everybody squawks there were things that were beginning. universally hated when they came out and now looking back they're like eh, you know what that that exactly could have done much worse just like the, <laughs> just like the prequels the prequels everybody hated when they came out but yeah. now exactly you look back on them to. and it's like damn this is amazing Everybody yeah. loved Mandalorian and this new direction they're going with John Favreau. I think a little bit of that is because of John Favreau's prestige in just filmmaking. Mm-hmm. He's been in he's been an actor forever. He's now venturing into directing and helming series as a fan. Like people have a lot of high hopes with him and there's that expectation of what he's going to do. So it's a lot like 
a famous comedian, people are going to laugh because they love him, not because the f- joke's funny. That's my worry about a famous person doing comedy. There you go. That's like what that uh, what's what's Kramer's name? That guy. He had no act. They were just like, yeah. Well, where's the funny? Mm-hmm. He needed a writer. He wasn't a real stand up. But that's why he doesn't do it now. <clears throat> I mean, maybe there's that, a little bit of false, you know, you know racism shit. worry there. But, I mean, there is this little bit of worry of Star Wars, with Star Wars, with any property that comes out on how mm-hmm. they're going to handle it, to where we don't have that worry with, like, I mean, we'll settle with Marvel to be less argumentative. <laughs> because DC, they did Batman, right? But apparently you some people disagree with that. I thought Batman was Unbelievable. Great. The Batman was awesome. Unforgivable. <laughs> no, I, you know, every art is subjective. That goes into TV shows and films as well. And if you don't mm-hmm. like it for legitimate reasons, then you don't like it. That's fine. You don't have but to force I, anybody I, else to, with your opinion. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> if somebody tells you that they enjoyed it and then you come back with, oh, my God, that was trash and, like, completely pick apart the film but that's where the that conversation starts isn't it there's, is there's you really saying, not no man, reason to to attack somebody's well, enjoying of something. you saying man i Enjoyment really like this series right. and then your friend saying man that was garbage that's where the debate starts that's where mm-hmm. you start to overturn him with didn't you notice this what are you talking about and then he, you start going into the subtle differences of look this is why he had this scene like this because batman is an artistic film not everybody is going to have that keen sense of saying, oh, well, I no, see why they had this frame like this. I see why they have this. I see why they did not add the Joker uh, the Joker Arkham scene in the movie, which, I mean, I still don't. But the only thing I could think of is they were worried about having too many villains. But it was an amazing fucking deleted scene. I, I I agree. Um, I think that they made the right choice, though. I yeah, think ultimately. Ultimately. Ultimately, I think they did make the right choice. All I'm saying is, if the first episode comes out and it's not 100% what you were looking for, and remember, it you're watching building. someone else's vision, not your own. Yes. Pause. Pause. Let it, let it sit. Watch That's it the main a couple problem. of times. Wait for a few episodes to come out before you decide that you're going to eviscerate it. We react too quickly. And that's when people end up quitting the job or shutting off all their social medias and getting run out of town because we were so extremely critical right off the bat. Look what they did to Hayden Christian when the prequels came out. And now look at how lauded he is right now. And how excited people are about having him come They're back. They're all excited. Like me seeing my main man, Connor. Right. Like they weren't the ones completely One breaking it apart One when punch. it came out. Oh, hey, Connor. One punch. My main man. You just got done. Uh... I just got done baseball. All okay. right. Nice. I got some water ice. That's awesome. That's the best part. Water well ice done. is the best. Water ice. Water ice. <laughs> I love that water ice. ice. That's that filling in. <laughs> I we love don't have water. Ice. We got that water. I love how I did the air water quotes. Water ice. Water ice. ice. <laughs> water ice. <laughs> water ice. <laughs>
one behind. <laughs> All right, Connor. Enough. Close the door. <laughs> <laughs> no one to leave the joke alone, kid. Um, who is commenting all that spam? Um, but spam aside, I think that Obi-Wan has potential for a lot, especially if they do what uh, Filoni is known for, which is pulling from uh, lore, or which is now legends, from the comics and other extended media. Because Obi-Wan had a comic series in that realm to where this is happening after the Clone Wars. And it's pretty much him in the desert, talking to Qui-Gon a little bit, you know, watching after Luke, you know, messing with sand uh, sand people, you know, protecting that and all the kind of different wildlife and stuff that's on there. In this universe to where we know that there's actually a lot of fucking shit that wants to kill you on Tatooine. It's there could actually, place. there could be a very good story here for just this nomad who lost his faith and his whole purpose in life trying to find himself and Mm -hmm. knowing that he has this ultimate duty of protecting this kid because he's the last hope for his religion or cult, however you look at it. I got a little uh, bomb (laughs) dropper for you. We're not on, we're not on Triforce. We're on Walldranger Gaming right now. We're cross-platform. We're, it's a cross-platform promotion. Yeah. We're trying to promote the... We're promoting uh, Walljanger yeah, Gaming. Whatever. I mean... It, <laughs> he'll post it later. Our omnipotent presence that is, big brother, Stephen Bucher. There's so many boxes. So many check marks. I'm paid to read all the boxes at work. Not here. Yeah. He's not paid at all here. I actually pay him. this is the service i get for payment (laughs) but we move on to our next story which is payment enough because legend of the sea devils trailer reveals jody whittaker's doctor meeting the famed pirate madam ching when there's a trailer below oh that famed pirate yeah, the queen. Yeah. Oh yeah, madam. It's a. It'll load up in a second. It's right above there in that blank spot. But Madam Ching was. It was. Oh, fuck! I almost want to ask you to look it up on Google because I believe she was a prostitute turned, or she was either a prostitute or a queen turned pirate. And she was like the most famed fucking pirate in China, and it rings a bell. You know what I'm talking about now? It was either a queen or a whore. I. I feel so bad for not remembering which because there is a very big distinction between could, the two. Could she have been the queen of the A horse? lot of money. She, I'll she, tell your mother was a whore. <laughs> your mother was a hamster yeah, and your know. father smelled We're of We're butchering history. That's we are. Podcast. My God, that's enough butchering of history. But we'll have to learn from the doctor because Jodie Whittaker. It was has, a fascinating trailer. Has been oh god, reloaded. Um, <laughs> Jody Whitaker has been our doctor for this quite... week on Dynasty Warriors of Our Lives. <laughs> Dynasty... <laughs> Dynasty Warriors of Our Lives. Um, there's no reload. Hit the X and then, yeah, that X and then reload it there. There we go. It'll yeah, work. it's just or great. It's, it's thinking, it's thinking. It takes a while. <laughs> 
God. Let's all think about whatever God the damn story fucking was. Exit out of it and get a goddamn new uh, tab open there or something. I don't know. Um, Press F5 for refresh. <laughs> yeah, that, that, Thank God that ad box is gone. But <laughs> Jody Whitaker <laughs> has been, uh, yeah, like, uh, I, there we go. I don't, I don't think this is going to work, your magic. Uh, wait for it. And now we're at the same spot. But Jody Whitaker has been. Wow, I really got us far there, didn't it? Really God, this is us. such a polished podcast, isn't it? Has been our doctor for quite a few years. Uh, doctor Who, uh, for Doctor Who. But this year, we're gearing up to say goodbye to, and take to take on the 13th regeneration of the Time Lord. Now, we have a trailer, which we can't see, apparently. It's so it no, it's so fascinating. You're you're imagining. Why don't you just Google the Sea Dragon Doctor Who trailer and see if we could pop it up on Google before that fucking goddamn shitty. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that website and never go to them again. But but the Legend of the Sea Devils. There we go. Ugh. Charge (laughs) me. No. Yeah. No, that's not it. That's Sea Dragons, Sea Devils. I said the wrong name. I said the wrong. I'm, Don't you want to see this Victorian thing? The Sea Dragon? I mean, now I kind of want to know what the fuck it is, but we'll. There we go. I mean, Sea Devils, <laughs> Doctor Who. You could add the Doctor Who thing in there. That'd probably get it close. Wonderful. This is I've prime content. How is this shit? Superior content. This is amazing. This is amazing uh, content we're throwing so, out here. The Sea Devils. It is fascinating. The next installment of Whitaker's final adventures as the Doctor is set to air mm-hmm. April 17th of 2022. I can edit that other stuff out. The journey is a pirate-loving dream, but is also bittersweet moment for fans of her, uh, to t- of her take on the Doctor. Whitaker took over the show after Peter Capaldi left the show. N- new yeah, showrunner. fucked everything up. New showrunner Chris Chebnall would be that guy. And mm-hmm. the two are leaving together. Good. Before show, former showrunner. Jody Whitaker. I'd like her to stay. The, yeah, but guy can suck former showrunner Russell T. Davies will be making his return to the show. All of this is both exciting and still sad for those of us who loved Jodie Whittaker's work. She's great. Indeed. The trailer for Legend of the Sea Devils brings us to a new crew of pirates as the Doctor, Yaz, and Dan, John Bishop, try to figure out what is going on. What is going on? Uh, taking us back to historical episodes of the show that made it so iconic at its inception in 1963, the episode brings to life the famed pirate Madame Ching and still has some iconic beings that the Doctor has to understand. So, Doctor Who, going back in time, especially Madame Ching, I remember it from memes of talking about this famed pirate, one of the most, like infamous pirates of her time and everybody feared her and she was i want to say she was a whore and i don't mean that as a bad thing oh she was the king of the whores that's why they called her the pirate king zur of the whores right concubine or uh, i don't know 
she was a pirate. We'll just go with the Arr. pirate thing. All right, that was badass cool, cool, enough. Cool, 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 cool. She Arr. had a fucking. She probably had the pa- the patch, which was for switching between you know under deck and above deck. You know, eye adjustment. Like, oh, I can see, and I'm not gonna break my fucking neck. Um, you know that kind of thing. But I'm did you learn that in MythBusters? A little bit. No a meme. That's what the only way anybody learns anything these days is through fucking, you know. Did you know memes? That's the only way. You were today years old for this. Yeah. Outside of that, it could be absolute utter bullshit and people still fucking believe it. But we hope that doesn't happen. A lot like this next story. I hope this doesn't ring true for at least any kind of permanence. But Jim Carrey announces his potential departure acting keep in mind preface this he dropped this article on april 1st and he also had a choice unlike will smith the hits just keep on coming days after hollywood mainstay bruce willis retired from acting in the fucking tragic goddamn debilitating uh brain illness that he has like even if he had the the you know kind of all right everybody thought he was a dick at least if you were his boss. He had this kind of like two-faced really? kind of, well, multi-layered persona to where a lot of different stories came up about meeting Bruce Willis. But his Since category of work is massive, just like our story. To where The roast where of Bruce Willis was awesome. It was fucking hilarious. But, I mean, we lose Bruce Willis now. Potentially losing Jim Carrey, but Jim Carrey, 30 years, starting off with stand-up, going into this industry. Now, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, he's on a press junket for it, and Carrey stated that he may be taking a break from the adventure with the Blue Burr. Uh, Blue Blur, not Bill Burr. That's a different guy. The Blue Blur and Bill Burr are not associated. Uh, Bill Burr. And they're, they're, Bill's Yet. not blue. Well, the blur is. I, I, don't, I don't know how his emotions are today. He may be blue. He may be happy. I don't know. Um, Could be turquoise. He's, Jim Carrey says, well, I'm retiring. Turquoise. Yeah, probably. Turquoise burr. <laughs> um, and not the blur. I'm being fairly serious. It depends if the angles, uh, angels bring, not angles, the angels bring some kind, some sort of script that's written in gold ink that says, <laughs> that says to me, it's going to be really important for me to see. I might continue down the road, but I'm taking a break. I really like a uh, quiet life and I uh, like, I really like putting paint, uh, putting paint on canvas. I really love my spiritual life and feel like, and this is something you might never hear another celebrity say as long as time exists i've had enough i'm done i am enough uh-huh. and in it's case a, i don't see you good afternoon good evening and good night you know mm-hmm. i mean it just makes sense that's a very jim carrey statement and who can blame him 30 fucking years of entertaining us i can't ask him for another movie i would love it he but- can really devote himself to his painting. His painting isn't bad. It's just no. Still more power to him. If he wants to retire, 
He's earned it. No, his his painting oh, is yeah. not bad. His painting is uh, they're they're actually really good. It's it's very uh, impressionist and like a little bit. Uh, Some of it's a bit weird. Like it's not realistic. You know, it's very conceptual, but it's interesting and it's thought provoking. I do in, enjoy looking at what comes out of his deranged mind. Mm-hmm. But it's the same reason why I am a fan of him on the screen. So it's obviously. You can say, I'm never going to do this a day, another day in my life, and then put your foot in your mouth later on down the line. This is him leaving the door open like, hey, man, you give me a golden script, not a semi filled with money. You give me a golden script, something that is so good that I have to do this. I will come back. Okay. But I'm not, I'm, I'm done. Like, he has enough money to just fuck, aw- fuck off for the rest of the time. He had that much money for a while. Plenty of money for art supplies. Yes. Because that shit is fucking expensive. Good Lord. But I'm curious to see as... Because you have this hit franchise of Sonic the Hedgehog. And he is a great Dr. Robotnik. Like, do you see him continuing this franchise? Just because... He's awesome as Dr. Robotnik? Like, or does that script for Sonic 3 have to be fucking fire? I'm pretty sure if you throw enough fucking money at him, he'll just say, all right, I'll do it, and I'll just be me. I mean, it just seems from his statement, he's just like, meh, no, no thanks. You can still still be on a part-time schedule of doing only the projects that you want. You could say you formally retire for taking all offers and you're only going to accept the ones that you are going after. Like you hunt for the ones that you want to do. Well, I just kind of see going to do any hunting. If something truly amazing passes him. Well, exactly. I kind of saw think of some of the things he's done. But we don't know. uh, So we, we know he's a fan of the material. So knowing that he's a fan of the material, we don't know the back end conversation that he's already had. Maybe there's already a third movie already on the sign on for this contract. So he's done the like, let's just say that is the case. And if he does a third, then that's done because then you introduce the whole cast of Sonic and you can move on. Unless he dies in this movie, then that caps that right in the fucking knees, doesn't it? And we'll see. You can't get rid of Robotnik. <laughs> bat, bat. Sonic kills Robotnik with a stray quill. Sonic's third movie, Sonic's heroin habit. Oh, Lord. Sonic's Mercy. going through some real shit right now. Just like <laughs> this next story. Talk about real shit. Real shit will happen when the bomb drops. Because the Fallout show. I just want to set the world on fire. Has a new lead, <laughs> a creative team. Thank but, you for that, dear big brother. No. Yeah, yeah. But it has no release date. <laughs> Get ready to be disappointed. Details are currently scant when it comes to I'm what skeptical. the plot of this forthcoming series, which is currently in production, might be. But it is known... Like- it's going to be like Fallout 76. You make your own plot and they just. That's that's, it. Real, that's really hard to produce. I kinda, yeah, that's why it's taking so long. I kind of feel like it. it's like uh, not even a year since they announced it. It's been a couple months. Yeah, they're just landscaping it. Okay. Whatever film people do. 
But it is known that, like the video game series, the TV series will be set in a retro-futuristic alternate future set several decades, uh, several decades after a nuclear war between China and the U.S. We're getting there. Why can't you just say the Fallout universe? Like most of the world irradiated wasteland. We know it's in the Fallout universe. Yes. So Giant whether, killer scorpions, mole rats, whether the series zombie-like people will take place within the same continuity as the games, or adopt a new timeline, a la the Silver Timeline, like Paramount Plus's Halo series, which we talked about, and then credits, which you can see on Spotify and YouTube. You have to speculate. Mm. So, old man, what would you like to see? Would you like to see a silver timeline option to where they just do their own thing? Or do you want them to to do something? And even if it's a separate story and location and setting, but in that same... Oh, God, I killed R. Kelly. <laughs> he killed Kelly. <laughs> oh, my God, I killed Kelly. Um, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Title of the podcast. Um, <laughs> it's, so, it's so adequate that we had it on the fallout st- story. <laughs> he fell out over it. He did fall out. From the ceiling uh, to the floor. Fuck, that was such a accidental, accidentally skillfully crafted joke. That's awesome. Anyway, <laughs> what would you Some rather see? Some of the best see? jokes are accidents. So, a, a, a very well done story. That or a is shitty story. in the video game universe, but a different location, different main characters, maybe talking about the Lone Wanderer or any, no, any of the other people. The time. It does not matter what you do with a video game IP, just as long as the fucking story is good. I don't care if it's connected or if it is. That what, what would you rather? Them. What would you rather? Do you want them to have? I would rather them have this silver timeline option to where we have a loose basis of what we know. And now they have free reign to really have a fun story. But it's a post-apocalyptic. So uh, that's your loose basis is every Fallout game is post-apocalyptic. Now fucking survive. All right. But if you try to go like, all right, we're going to start at Fallout 3 and then we're going to go that. I don't want that. I I don't want it. A silver time. Start out with your own series of vaults and do it that way. Go go, with a separate place. Make but it Siberia. I don't give a shit. The Fallout series will stream on Amazon Prime. Westworld creator and executive producer Jonathan Nolan will direct the pilot episode. Writer of 2018's Tomb Raider and executive producer of Portlandia will be helming the series. Uh, Ellen Purnell has been cast uh, as one of the leads in the series, as well as Walton Goggins, who will play a ghoul. Will he be carrying the boat? He will be carrying the boats. Yes. But I who's will, going to carry um, the boat? I will just Chris applaud will them carry for the attempting to get a better story than Fallout 76. And you're going to carry the boat. Well, some of the stories in Fallout 76 were cool. It's just they were on a tape and not said. What you want, smooth skin? Not said by people. You know, and NPCs. It's the lack you know. of effort. It was the I lack of effort. Like. It wasn't. It wasn't the story. They may have had a really it's good made, story in there. Yeah. The There's problem an idea was that it was need a fucking recording. The narrative of a story. Isn't that? Isn't that a wonderful you idea? You know, the colorful characters. You think of uh, 
you leave it on people. Like people, Carla you leave it on actual players. Players are just dicks. Fucking detective, uh, what was it? Fontaine? Nick, Nick Valentine. Nick Valentine. Like, some of the characters, that's, that's the whole reason to play. Yeah. Like, what was the woman in the, uh, what was the, the uh, me- Megaton junk shop, whatever it was? Oh but yeah, she was writing the uh, Wasteland Survival oh, was Guide. Was it Morgan's had to, junk like, shop? Roll in the, yeah, whatever it was. It's, I think I want to say it was like Morgan or some shit like that. What was Something the like that where you had to get irradiated? Oh man, look that up. The uh, the chicken Megaton. You're you're real vague on the Vega meter, but I'll, I'll I'll type what you said. Chick in Megaton from Fallout Three. Three. Not what I wanted to see. <laughs> With your daughter behind you, I can only imagine. No oh boy. <laughs> this is an awesome podcast. He runs up, gives me crap, then goes on about how great I am. <laughs> that that's just not not my daughter to me, but the 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 comment about the chicken megaton on 360. <laughs> it's very fitting both ways. <laughs> Crater Side Supplies. Yes, Crater Side Moira Supplies. Moira Brown. There yeah, you go. It was Moira. 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 So some of their Moira was they were the best. That's a name you don't hear anymore. You don't hear a Moira. And then they Except fuck. in X Men. Moira McTaggart, who is a cunt. Yeah. But that could be an A plus. It could be an A plus insult. But one thing that's an A plus idea. Is for you to hop on over to facebook.com backslash A P L U S Tri State and you can book A plus catering and events for your next event or catering need because they will have all the latest in delicatessens like chili lime shrimp, smoked gouda, and turkey sliders. They have experimented in the kitchen like a mad scientist to bring you all the latest in delicious delicatessens mm. so you can be the hit of your next office party if you go over to facebook.com backslash aplus tri-state and book them for your next delicious need because my god these pictures keep getting even more and more delicious each week <laughs> like my god all that fantastic book them today Welcome. Something you know. else you're going to want to book, Dan Al, is this next story. That was a good segue. Because Nintendo's original 1930s headquarters just reopened as a hotel. Is it really? before they were a gaming conglomerate? Nintendo's original HQ building in Kyoto, uh, Kyoto has been renovated and reopened. Kyoto? As, uh, Kyoto. There you go. As a boutique hotel that preserves many of the building's original features. Motel Marufu Yukuro opened. Marufukuru? There you go. I like that one better. Marufukuru. There you go. Say it with conviction and everyone will believe you. Opened for Except business for today, won't believe it. April first, like, marking Fuck the you, first time for this fuckaroo, her historic location I'm has sorry, been man. open the, to the public. I don't speak Japanese, <laughs> although we should note that this is not a museum. 
in end is a fairly expensive. Museum. Yeah, it is a fairly expensive hotel. The house that they, they probably built. mentioned that because so many people wander in for photos. Yeah. Get the hell out! We're a business. Fuckers. Fuck all the emperor! Damn it! <laughs> and that will make it Find very up the difficult. ladders and attack Donkey Kong for many f- game fans to oh. stay the night. So IGN Japan visited with camera on hand to give us these awesome pictures. I would assume I'll see. They it later let them in the building, and they, yeah, I guarantee you, they just let them look at the rooms. Before Nintendo was called Nintendo, it was called Good Lord, get ready for this. Not that Fusajiro Yamakushi. Oh, that's pretty good. Yamakuchi. There's a no. chi at the end. Yamakuchi? No. Yamakuchi, Yamakuchi, Yamakuchi. Who began making and selling. She's chuckles over here. And she's like, no. no. I played all types. So they were making it's and selling. Shotgun comedy. We go for everything. Blam! <laughs> You're laughing. Either way. I cannot. cannot. (laughs) It began making and selling Japanese playing cards. I TNT'd the rails. There are no more rails in this podcast. There better be some playing cards in that room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the Japanese playing cards called Hanafuda in 1889. As his business grew, it moved into his first proper HQ in 1933 and later was named Marafuku. Co. Ltd. You remember the cereal? The yes, cereal? they had a Nintendo, cereal. Nintendo, it's a cereal now. Wow. Okay, I'm the only one. Princess. It was a blast from the past, but no, I do remember hearing about Nintendo cereal. Um, and eventually uh, vacated the building in 1959. It has remained standing ever since. And Hotel Marafukuro. You can see many remnants of the original Nintendo HQ. The original Marafukuro nameplate still remains at the top of the front building, written in stylistic Japanese kanji characters, and can be seen stenciled on old supply crates along with Japanese characters for Nintendo. Meanwhile, the plaque on the exterior wall remains untouched, reading Nintendo Yaramuchi, and listing trump cards and carta that the company made at the time. The plaque is so old that it reads the text from right to left as Japanese used to be written. Which is very interesting. I thought that was very interesting. Because what, what's the hotel's journey? name? What's the hotel's name? Yaramuchi. So I found it was very interesting that Japanese was read right to left, and now it's read left to right because that's what you get when you ever if you're a manga fan you know to read left to right on the page and back right to front to right to left you read right to left well, right, right to left not right uh, left to right anyway it was vice versa potato potato mm-hmm. but i just found that You've interesting heard it both ways. like imagine that like today and age if we just started writing the opposite way on the page hmm that would throw to do with Eastern influence. everything into chaos. Hmm. A random picture of a guy. Okay. It's important. 
But I found it also interesting that they kept pretty much everything the same. They named everything after each, like, uh, different area after a a set of cards, like spade, heart, clubs, diamonds. And the diamond was the new area to where uh, it's like a Japanese suite housing in the original, you know, a whole bunch of new shit. Like Horseshoes, a, clovers, yellow moons. Like they have the storage area, the Rainbows. place where the uh, yum, uh, Yamuchi... Red balloons. Oh, there's red balloons now? The like Yamu- red uh, balloons. The Yamuchi's, uh, you know, family quarters. Great. If you're a cuckle, you can, you know, have some fun RPGing in there. I don't know. But... I don't know about you, big brother, but the, the, uh, the Captain Crunch tears up the roof of my mouth. It does. Monkey Island is our That's next what story. it's designed to do. <laughs> the only way to eat Captain Crunch is to be eat it in pain. Monkey it. Island gets a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> this is a free ad for Captain Crunch. Pick some up. Rich. Cut the roof of your mouth. It's great. With Return to Delicious Monkey Island great. from it's Crunch, Blood. Creator Ron Gilbert. <laughs> The blood adds to the flavor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, iron. Got you to look up there. (laughs) Devolver Digital and Lucasfilm Games have announced that a brand new entry in the beloved Monkey Island series is on its way with the original series creator, Ron Gilbert, steering the ship. The new game called Return to Monkey Island is set for release sometime this year, very vaguely. The news of the new game first broke on Gilbert's Twitter page where he posted a tweet that read, A little something we've been working on for the past two years in complete secrecy. Uh, LinkedIn, the tweet was the announcement trailer for Return for Monkey Island. This was the quickly followed by tw- uh, followed up by tweets from both Lucasfilm Games and Devolver Gi- Digital also announcing the game as well. So we have a new Monkey Island franchise, a good action adventure click series, um, very legendary in gaming lore and mythos. Old man, you a fan of the Monkey Island? Yes, You're a I fan am. Of the I monkey still play the in general. I still play it on backwards compatible for the xbox okay i mean yeah, hop on the monkey island it's Old it's a lot it's very entertaining it's a very homage to like maniac mansion um day of the tentacle uh full throttle uh those those games it's very-esque in that where it's just like click here open this you know you know Pick up this this phone. Pick up this item. Say this thing. Hey, who you know, doesn't you... hop on the monkey every once in a while? <laughs> you shut your face. <laughs> Very expertly crafted joke again. You're but welcome. Return to Monkey Island says that the game will pick up after the series' second entry, though it is not the last game that was released. Not by a long shot. There have been a total of five games in the series, with the most recent being Tales of monkey island we will yep. talk about that one tales of monkey island the return of the... justice <coughs> oh right <coughs> justice, justice. Yes. Right. the reasoning for this can be found in one gilbert's blog post dating back to 2013 titled if i made another monkey island one of the things he mentioned is that the game would follow upon the sec after the second game which makes sense Gilbert left LucasArts in 1992, meaning that it did not work 
he did not work on the projects that followed on the game after the game's second entry. So I don't know how big a difference Monkey Island one and two were as opposed to the other ones because I wasn't real big different story. fan of the series. Was there? Uh, you there? would enjoy it now. Now that it actually has like voiced, voiced. Uh, um, <coughs> That's probably why I didn't play it. Original. I'm original never going to know what these tech. people are saying. Click, 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 <laughs> click, 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 click. Okay, I can move on now. Click, 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 click. Hey, okay, back action. to the fun. <laughs> back to the fun. No, no, look, there's yeah. reading. Look, tons of reading. Yeah, back when games <laughs> made you read. Fuck you, nerd. <laughs> I don't got to read. Read all goddamn day now. Yeah. But I enjoy reading. <laughs> we're not reading the same things. <laughs> no, we're not. You're not. No, we're not. <laughs> Leave it at that. <laughs> I legally can't talk about the things. Everybody I read has an equal level of disdain for reading by your adultdom. It's just like, yeah, I read, and it just—it's just left at that. I got here, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> like. This next story. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly like the Unreal 5 engine. It's like I was just here. Yeah, there we go. The Unreal 5 engine has officially been released. Check out these pictures, man. I've been messing with uh, the Unreal engine on my PC, just seeing what I can create. And, you know, from. Have you created my house yet? Well, big. No, I have house not. Yet. That requires money and time and something that I actually want to do. Let's oh, see. damn. Damn. <laughs> wow. It was like a, pretty at least a second afterwards that I felt that burn, but I still felt that. <laughs> this looks really good. It does look good. Ooh. That, this, all the other pictures, I was oh, like, man. damn, is this actual reality or, or what? But... This is the only picture to where I'm like, all right, we're still a good bit. Ah, I broke it. You did. I'm, but that picture of the face was Holy like, crud. we're still a good bit far away. I don't know what you did. I broke it. Oh, you're way too zoomed in. I hit a button and then it broke. Hold down control and zoom down your mouse window. Uh, mouse window. There we go. That's good. Oh, could you say it in a condescending way? <laughs> so like that picture that picture and that that picture that right one there, looks really good although that it is one, blurry in the background it's almost still, like an artistic image the to where you'd see yeah, it in it's, the a, it's a photo photolistic dissolve feature and they're fo focusing on the traffic light yes and the background is like has that slight dissolve on it so it looks like Looks zoom good. in, zoom out of a camera. The materials wrong, and buildings and everything looks almost spot on. But then you get to that face picture. Like that. Even that looks great. That looks like a yeah, fucking looks, studio that, that you would make realistic. any kind of picture in. But you click on, like, even that one looks great. Looks like you're about to go into a rave. I don't know, maybe take some Molly or some shit. That one's a free-to-play game. <laughs> Both of them, no, I guess. Not. <laughs> not the Molly. That costs money, but it's still a good time nonetheless. Keep going. That's a <laughs> that's Lyra, it, which is the sh uh, shooter that they made with this Unreal Five engine. I was going to say it's if you're if you're down on like you know doing 
doing those drugs, you got those code names for them. We got a problem. The Lyra. <laughs> this is the one thing to where I'm like, all right, we're still a good bit off from questioning reality because yeah. it doesn't look realistic. The Zoom box, the Projanger box right above me, that looks realistic. Yeah, one's see, not paying attention. <laughs> I can see all Two of, of them are. I can see all of her faces. And then there's, I can see the. You look real. There's a a texture that the graphics are still not gripping with, with, with skin. With the still photo, it doesn't look. It looks better than it did before. It looks really good. Yes, a hundred percent better than it did before. Human skin's really hard to do. It's really hard to do. We're still mm-hmm. far off from human skin because even when you look at some of the other stuff, like they have, uh, uh, go on from that one, that one right there, the metal, and it's still a little bit too cartoonistic. Yeah. It's not quite realistic enough. Now light imaging and. All the different stuff they're doing, ray tracing, that right there, really good. But you see, a li- if you even scrolled in on the hairs on his chin, like I was really looking at that earlier, you could see almost like a little bit of peach fuzz on it. But it's still off a bit. It's so eerily close. I what? That's <laughs> the scary part is I'm being nitpicky. That's the scary part. How close until somebody straps some VR goggles on your face and then you just have balls in your eyes. That's a prank waiting to happen in the future. I'm just the one that said it first. So copyright, you know? Even that one, a little bit off. But as far as gaming-wise, it looks fantastic as opposed to where, where we're at now. Now, there's a bunch of companies there's this back and forth relationship between unreal the unreal engine and developers which is going to propel this new engine forward to where uh they actually say the uh the coalition another triple a studio has announced that they're working on their next game in unreal 5 engine and as well as the matrix awakens which was that um vr game that came out in Unreal 5 Engine, it's now available yep. on PC on some aspect in general somehow, but... On consoles as well. These... It's free. It, it's just the high-level lighting techniques that were previously only available on the high-end computers. Now, the, thanks to Coalition, they're adding this into the Unreal 5 Engine to where now these high-level lighting techniques are being able to be used on low graphics and low level computing engines. And that's the big step. It's all about the engine in gaming. And that's almost not really talked about as to how important this most fundamental engine is, is to where when you're talking about unreal, unreal is one of the biggest gaming engines that is out there. It's premier. It, I remember it, it's when it came awesome out. as far as like the benchmark. I would just call it the benchmark standard as far as engine games. Because you look at what was it? Uh, one game, it was like a foundation they were using. And then like uh, Star Citizen, they're using, what was it, Frostbite? No, they have uh, uh, the Amazon one, Lockjaw. No, Lock, Lockjaw. <laughs> Lockjaw. Lumberyard. Lumberyard. I was about to say Lockheed, but that's a completely different company. That, that's, they, <laughs> they don't. 
they sell actual <laughs> missiles. <laughs> They're not in the if game. If you're looking for real missiles and real fighter jets, give them a call. They might have something. They're not you. in the NFT market then? They might have something in your color of explosiveness. Okay. Wow. That is a very dynamite idea. But as far as Unreal Engine, I mean, the amount of possibility because all you have to do is buy the engine and then youtube how to work it right as a yeah. general overall premise, all? premise. <laughs> and you well, can I make mean, a fucking triple a game how do i know that because bright memory one man made bright memory you can go on steam right now find it he's still fucking making it and i can't wait till he finishes it because it was one of the biggest gems in like steam gaming is that this one man made this amazing first person shooter with amazing physics and dynamics and all this stuff. And it was in a last gen graphics development uh, engine. So there's a lot of stuff that one person can do if they really want, saw this inspired and wanted to make a game. You could just buy the engine, make your game. That's it. I make it sound so easy. It's that simple. Just do it. Million dollars. There you go. The basic engine is available on the Epic store, so you can download (laughs) it and mess with it first. Well, that's what I'm saying. The Epic Epic makes it very easy. You can buy that Unreal Engine, and if you are very interested in video game development, you can buy that engine and make whatever fucking game game you want. It is an option. And and, And it's a lot like, well, you know, it seems like a simple premise. Somebody will take me up on that offer. And you can... Why not? Publicize your game right here. I don't care if it's dog shit. We'll still talk about it. You may we'll not like a game. what we we'll say. We'll make a game that stars Katarina. Just like... Her, like, you know, giving disjection yeah. over our comments. Yes, but it may be dog shit. It may be great. A lot like our next story. I think it would actually be a winner. It might be a good one because along the lines of the Unreal 5 engine, we will find a new Tomb Raider game is coming built on said Unreal 5 engine. Lara Croft's next adventure, the 13th mainline Tomb Raider game, is now in development. Crystal Dynamics confirmed Tuesday the developer said the next Tomb Raider game will be built in the Epic Games Unreal 5 engine. The next level storytelling and gameplay experience Crystal Dynamics has used its own foundation engine for in recent past will now be said taken on by Unreal. So my main question here, old man, is what do you want to see? They've done a lot of different things with Tomb Raider. I mean, the reboot with the whole series and encapsulated on Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I mean, that was... You know, that was really good. They had that kind of like survival esque. Like, yeah, that was game the first one. It was just with the reboot, you know, to where they had like, oh, well, you have crafting. Like, and it fell in line with the new, with, with, with then the, you know, the, uh, the generation release of the console. It still had well, that puzzle aspect was, to it, but it had yeah. that, it was like, oh, new element. And it felt fresh. Okay. I didn't mind the last two Raider games. I'm still like I still like touch 
uh, you touch them from time to time. It's just to, you know, get through and, you know, extend the story a little bit. But um, yeah. the story is amazing. And I'll still play it from that. It's time. not but bad. The death it's... scenes were, the death scenes in those games were, oh my God. Like whenever you got killed in one of those, it was always yes. something different. And yeah. It surprised you. I mean, I I played a little bit of the new ones. I didn't, I mean, they made like two or three of those games, right? Right. Three of them. I played one of them and I, I was impressed with it, but it just mm, didn't kind of grip me. But even when they released those trailers and everything, I thought, oh, wow, that's a really good premise. So uh, I'll still acknowledge how good that game is, even if it's not quite my cup of tea. Not yeah. like the old ones. But I was thinking about this. Like, how would you really refresh this Tomb Raider series next? And my mind ultimately goes to a kind of open world game for Tomb Raider. I was going to say the same thing, but make it make it an open world, but like open world in the in like a um where you can have visitors come into your world kind of like how you have visitors come into your world in Elden Ring. Don't make it Elden Ring. Just make it something like just a fresh aspect where you have like you can go to a, a spot in the map and then you all do some type of mission together and then you disband. It doesn't have to be like fully connected. But it's almost have... like an MMO premise that you're talking about. Well, that's what Elden Ring does. It, it, it's it's half MMO, half single player. Yeah. Um, but like you can then have a, a party of four or five where you all like Great. you know explore or or spelunk, whatever version of like the cave or whatever right like spelunking and crunking. Yeah, stick it right up there, spelunking all. Okay. It's a bit whatever specific. Sure, I don't, sure. I don't know where the spelunking hole is, but it's very invasive. Yeah. He is yeah. TNT. <laughs> also depends on where you are when someone mentions it. A bit. But I like the idea of an open world Tomb Raider game to where you have different, almost like Assassin's Creed style, to where different uh, puzzled tombs that you have to go through and you have different animals and enemies in between to traverse and, you know, different vehicles and stuff, almost to, uh, like, what um, what was it? Ubisoft did with the Ghost Recon series. You could do that with Tomb Raider and really I, have a lot of, like, Breath of the Wild, like, multiple. Sorry, Kelly. Multiple. You killed him! <laughs> I killed Kelly again! Um, but multiple different you shrines. Bastard. You know, quote unquote shrines that you could visit and go back to and you know like that kind of thing and then you do the old uh the fallen order thing of repel replayability metroidvania style and have areas that you can't access thank you again so that way you have that replayability into it i think that would be the the ult the optimal area for like another tomb raider game giving the player Especially in Unreal 5 Engine. After you saw what it did in the Matrix, giggity, um, having that in, like, a jungle, like, you could have a fucking actual legit jungle in a game now. Have multiple different ants and insects yep. and animals all around you and all that in-game. 
to where the immersion, I feel, is right for an open-world Tomb Raider. That's my Yeah, I just take. want it done right, though. Well, that's my hot take on it, because the right studio on it, I think, they're especially Never with this engine and how good we've already talked about it up until now and how this looks, having the right studios behind this engine, you could have a whole new take on a bunch of different IPs and a lot more detail and, you know, attention to what the fans want. So that's kind of what I saw this as. It's it's a, a beacon of hope is what it is. But another beacon is our end segment. Because I thought I'd dilute it down. We'll bring it down to the core nerdy principles for this one and just bring it down to what mutant ability would you want most and what would you realistically end up with? So, obviously, mutants in the Marvel X-Men universe, which one would you want ultimately? Like... Healing of existing no mutants or anything you can think of. Mutants, if in general. we could make something up, sure, but it can't be like I have That's the ability to do everything. <laughs> yeah, I picked that one. No little kid wishes. Yeah, <laughs> that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate law of the end segment. No little kid wishes. I'm the president of everything. That's my power. <laughs> like that can't that can't be a thing. But as far as a mutant ability, the realistic one I always felt like I would be cursed with was Cyclops because of my farsightedness. I just thought like if I had a mutant ability, life would fuck me by giving me laser vision. And then I'd be I'd make it into lemons by being a killing machine for the government. So it would work out in the back end, giggity. But that was my ultimate, like, no matter what I thought, like, my first one would ultimately be Nightcrawler's ability without the freakish disposition. No offense. Hmm. Like, even if there's a, a big... Actually, that would be perfect for you, big brother, because you can't smell. Because Nightcrawler shifts in between dimensions and one is like a hell dimension which is like it smells like sulfur which is like rotten eggs i'd probably smell that i remember that as a kid okay so all right maybe you won't be keen but you're probably the best off for that nightcrawler can't be much better or worse than other smells i've heard described (laughs) that was the best thing ever in the family chat was Big brother asking, what does money smell like? Yeah, not like ass money, like <laughs> fresh, clean, like money, new money, money from the bank. I worked in a bank. I couldn't smell then either. But And Amanda actually so had the best answer. She had a good one. Like, uh, I don't remember what she said. I forget what she said, but at the point, at that time, it. he was like, wow, okay, fair enough. So mutant um, ability, back onto that. Smell. I mean, Wolverine smell ability. You'd be. Yeah, yeah never mind. I was in a like smell it. study with two hundred other people, and most of us were like, "No, nah, <laughs> that's that's all right. You can keep it." <laughs> really? I mean, I'll participate in your stupid study. 
smelling containers don't smell like anything. Which one smells different? Smell I can't it. imagine having any mutant power and not somehow corrupting it, so it's better Flight. off that I don't. What would be the Flight. one that you would least corrupt? Flight. Like oh, telekinesis, oh. I would fuck with everyone. Oh, yeah. that would. Like, I always wanted to be um, Jean Grey. And yeah. that's that not yeah. a good idea for me. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> phoenix powers or no phoenix powers? Which are we talking about? If no. You, you, you get the whole Jean Grey. Caboodle. I'm not even getting into phoenix because that you with is phoenix powers control. is like apocalypse level just, event. I'm just talking Jean Grey. Period. Okay. All Jean right. Grey. I mean that's manageable at least. But I also know that. I'd get up to the worst kind of shit if I had Jean Grey's powers. Mm-hmm. Even if I had, like, let's say, um, elixir. Yeah. The ability to heal people on a like a genetic DNA level. Oh, I'd be so judgmental on my powers. Like, mm, do I want to heal you. you? Do not give me powers. Don't do, do it. Wanna... It's not going to work Ugh. out. It's not, not going to work out. It's not... I feel like the only realism? powers I should probably have are like from that movie um, Sky High. That one kid that either turned into a guinea pig or the one that when he claps his hands, he glows in the dark. Like or like a, Meg from Family like Guy, where uh, her nails grew, grew longer. No, I would still cause way too much damage with that. <laughs> I just, it needs to be something. <laughs> Chris, know what I'm saying. You know the hand gesture I'm doing. Even the fucking seemingly... Stick. I saw it. Even the seemingly, there. <laughs> even the seemingly like innocuous, like "Oh, your nails just get longer." Cat's like, "No, nah, I'd still fuck you up." <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I cannot, don't. If it's something that could be used to harm someone, don't give it to me because I have. That's our resident Amazonian, our wonderful woman, <laughs> fresh off the boat from Thermoscara. Hey, as always. Rooted in reality. Don't stick okay? it in your hurt hand. She's gonna rip it off. Which is why. She's gonna rip the glow what, stick like, off. Su- like so if we careful. could have any kind of superpower, what it would be, and yeah. mine was only to um to only have to always have exactly the amount of money I needed for whatever I wanted. So you'd be more like don't luck. Do, don't give me more than that. You'd be more along the lines of like luck is what you would want, but. Whatever you I would think, get would probably just get you in trouble. Yeah. But for real. Okay. <laughs> for real. That's an adequate um, The only other thing that I... I don't even know if that's like a mutant A good example of this is the movie Jumper. Yes. Or even um, The Boys. Yes. Yeah. Where yeah. you see people who get powers and initially want to do good with them. But get corrupted by. Oh, I would totally. Like, I, I would just, totally sell out. Like I would sell out in an still human. They're still humanoid. They still have feelings. They still have a comp- compass oh. that they have to muddle through. And not to mention in this society where everyone is so hypercritical. Yep. And you think you're doing something good, but you end up causing property damage or someone gets. Um, I don't want to, I hope nobody would get hurt, but just like you're trying to do the right thing, but you're not going about it the right way. Or like, um, it would be oh horrible because name? superheroes would get the surveys from, and then from superhero uh, surveys Falcon and the winter soldier, the other guy, Patriot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
a U.S. agent. Yeah, the, U.S. agent. Yeah. U.S. Thank you, U.S. agent. Like the intentions are good. He wants to be a hero. He wants to do the right thing, but immediately it's corrupted because he's still a person with feelings and biases and prejudices, and none of us are so perfect that we can be handed these powers. I'm telling you, there yeah, would one be one division is a good example of this. There would yeah, be yeah. a dealer raider of superheroes if there was this if there were powers because. It, it it would be like Captain America five stars, U.S. agent like negative three stars. Like there would be that kind of judgmentalism in the super uh, superpowers. But old man, what would your mutant ability be? I mean, what I would probably get stuck with, and it would end up biting me in the ass, is probably Professor X. Mm. Um, I thought tech, I thought like a, a tech ability, like being able to manipulate tech, would be the one you would end up with because you're naturally tech. Ability. To be able to manipulate tech, and it would just be very disappointing to be like, really, this is my power. I I can already but do this. My problem with that power is is that I don't have the fortitude to block everybody out, and it would just make me insane, crazier than what I already am. Dude, that like would be Legion. the You would be the ultimate fucking villain then. You have this. All you, of us would be. You don't have even, this ultimate. We would all tech ability. Fuck. But the yeah, the yammerings, a lot. the yammerings of everybody online just drives you insane, and you just it drives you to murk. Damn. All right, I'll, I'm gonna stop talking because we got a great premise for <laughs> for some kind of series right here. I can't stand <laughs> the people near me, let alone the people that are not in my head. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, all right, we got a good Just basis there. Your daughter, what power, what mutant ability? What mutant ability do you want? And what would you get? Whatever you, whatever mutant ability. Oh, is that like any superpower? Anything. Yeah. Mutant yeah. ability. Yeah. Eleven's power. Stranger things. She wants Eleven's powers from Stranger Things. Man, I want to be able to make someone pee themselves. They're bothering me. Just. I mean, it is just want them to see what I'm, saying? I'm unfamiliar. You see with what I'm show. saying? So what is this? Another Jean power? Grey. Yeah, another Jean Grey, pretty Jean much. Jean Grey, okay. Does she yeah. also turn into and a immediately and immediately went to the dark Although, side? Although why we she, can't have these things. She did Connor, Connor would be one punch, you know that. <laughs> well, yeah, but she <laughs> would she ultimately went to I want people I want to make I would never, people I would never be themselves. able to do a fist pump with him anymore. <laughs> no, no, you wouldn't. Oh shit! <laughs> you wouldn't even have that. You wouldn't have an arm. If you would implode, and then yeah. God, that then it would be bright burn. Yeah. <laughs> that's would, pretty talk much talk about an origin story. Be. He killed his father. <laughs> All right, in our last hope. For something that doesn't go like Zack Snyder or DC Dark, Big Brother, what is your mutant ability that you want, and what is the one that you would turn out with? I was thinking flight would be fun. Just to be able to fly. I'm not for superhero purposes, because I want to go over there. And <laughs> just it'd be strictly. cool to, like, fly. I mean, strictly. like that would be cool. I got it. You'd have to like in that build sense. I'd like to be able to teleport. You'd yeah. have to build up your your tolerance oh, yeah. to where your or not tolerance, but endurance. Rather. Yeah, your endurance. You have to do like to where sprints. You, you can't just fly to Europe. Yeah, yeah. You got to work. You up would to drown. It. 
You have to build up a, to yeah, that. A backpack with lots of food for calories, because I imagine you know, like none of us. Yeah, you're, you're, you're none of us are gonna when you're flying. Is, yeah, is you like gotta like. Yeah, like none oh of us God, are gonna grow. So uh, we're not gonna run a marathon. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not just gonna all of a sudden sign up for marathons tomorrow. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that's Iron why Man's. that's why telekinesis is the best thing because you could just use your mind to do it. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to well, walk. There and then we get to Jean Grey, and then I'm messing with people because I don't want to wait in line at the. You Starbucks can separate the power, though. Like, you can just be definitely not. Definitely not good. Well, there's telekinesis. Not you can move stuff. Psychokinesis. Yeah, I would literally pick up cars awesome. from the drive drive-through and put okay, them behind. Okay, so how about we so alter it by saying you can only move yourself <laughs> with your mind? Because that's technically what we're doing now. <laughs> well, that's, I was gonna say this. Then we already have this superpower. <laughs> well, then I'd say, Without I'd, and look what I've done with it. Nothing good. So here we are. I'd say I'd, I'd spin me right around, baby, right around. <laughs> but I, I, I ultimately like, like round, round, right round. But ultimately, if we had mutant abilities, the ultimate end would be exactly how X Men uh, turned out, to where the government would start stepping in building giant fucking robots to hunt us down and then mm -hmm. persecute us for being awesome. Look, this is just something oh, I well, can naturally do. Based I on can what just, we've all said, rightfully so. <laughs> I can just naturally shoot yeah. lasers that are more powerful than all your atomic weapons. This is my birthright, my okay? Like, yeah, <laughs> your birthright kills people. Sit down, Virginia. There would have to be regulation. Mutants are people, too. Yeah, guess what? You're a machine and a death weapon. Sit in the corner. I um right. This is why we can't have these things. That's why nature. It's exactly. Won't allow we'd all end up. We're not like, allowed to have nice things. We'd all that. end up like Wolverine. <laughs> they'd put us in the front lines. The closest we get is like people like Michael Phelps, Phelps, whose bodies are just designed to be really good swimmers. That's as close as we get. He's really Aquaman. Like, so. so you're or saying Michael Michael Phelps is Aquaman. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. They did this whole scientific study. His lungs are larger than most people's. His torso Slightly. is longer. His legs are shorter, which makes him just ain't that a design. Certain organs to certain, be good at swimming. Certain That's organs. why he's untouchable. Certain organs, if they're bigger, it's a good thing. But if Let's, you're no, we're not. We're not. <laughs> no. No, I, well, I, I wasn't going that way. But. With like a, a really big pole. Don't lie to me now. I wasn't going that way. You but I was. my point really was, big, oh, okay, certain organs, if they're bigger, it's a good thing, Giggity. Sometimes but, they get really big. <laughs> like, if you have an organ like, say, your heart, if oh, right. that's bigger, that, that's that, a that, fucking problem. That's a bit of an issue there. That is a big problem. You would think so. The Grinch has a heart issue. And it's all because of accepting Christmas. I guess that's the ultimate bombshell I wanted to end this podcast off with. Wow. Like really the thank you. <laughs> You're a better person knowing that. Like <laughs> thanking Mark Gervais, Dan Birch, Megan Kinney, Matthew Kennedy, and you, loyal Wooljanger, for liking, commenting, subscribing, and overall supporting the podcast. And, of course, we end off this podcast with none other than a long, drawn-out goodbye. I am your host, Matthew Bucarell, the Matman. 
in the Projanger box, we have Christopher Bristow, the old man, all the way from Thermoscara, our wonderful woman, Katerina Thermoscara, our omnipotent presence that is Big Brother Stephen Bucarell, as well as our mascot and hero of time, Link Diablo. And of course, it doesn't matter. Sorry, wrong podcast. We love you. We miss you. We want to see you next week. <laughs> Until then, game on, Wolfjangers. Bye-bye. Play on, Wolfjangers. That was a good segue. Our Island Kelly. <laughs> oh, now we're going to end it. Shut it oh, oh. oh. All right, bye-bye. We nuclear um, bombed. While we were recording there, God, I have a little present for you digitally. Giggity. Cool. There you go, in Messenger. I don't have Messenger up. I wanted you to see it first. This wasn't so much about <laughs> I gotta tell you <laughs> there was a rating system on producers. What? Yeah, you're welcome. I found it on the site. The first movie in director's cut. What? <laughs> what chat are you looking at? Uh, no one, one. I just... Mind your business. <laughs> I'm just like you look at your chat. I'm looking at my phone. Like I don't see shit. There, there. Send it to you too. There we go. This. Yeah, just found it. I was just like, yeah, she's gonna like this. I'm gonna download her right now. So that's what I did. I'm just trying oh, to like that into one. My yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. It's director's cut in. HD 4K. Thank you, sir. I tried. I will hey, just step off His bladder's going to explode. I prefer it to not explode on my carpet. I <laughs> <laughs> have to rub his face in it. It's awkward. Cause Make sure it's like, on camera. But yes, you can put that to a thumb drive and you can watch it on your 4K TV. That is amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, whenever you need a movie, just let me know. Oh, we thought of one. I can't remember it now. Wag the dog. Have you seen Wag the dog? Um, oh, let me find it. I saw that one. That was a 97 DVD rip. Yeah, it, it's a poor quality one, but I, I can download it. That Matt ne Matthew's never seen that. That was a really good. Okay, one. If you haven't seen it. That's one. I mean, it's only it's it's under a gig. I mean, the movie I just downloaded for Cat is thirteen point eight gigs. Because yeah, it's I, I would imagine gigs. they don't have an HD version. Well, I mean, they would. It's I just not officially out there. I mean, I can check on Google Play. Oh yeah, we well, wag the dog. Yeah. Yeah, that's the next one we got to watch. He's never seen it. He's never seen it. 
No, but that Rogan, I started listening to that Rogan podcast with that director, and that guy's good. Oh, guy's it's available. Something. On, uh, He's uh, interesting. Dustin Hoffman, yeah. Robert De Niro. Wag the dog. Yeah, I see it. 97 comedy. I'll wait. So what I'll do is, is I'll wait till I get um, my Google Play rewards. Um, I'll wait till I build up credit for that, and I'll just buy it free for there. Because oh. the copy I got is real shitty. Yeah, that's oh. probably... Uh, probably best <sighs> i mean to put it in perspective the copy i just got cat for the star trek is a shy under 14 gigs the copy that for wag the dog on my website is 700 megs <laughs> so it is cd quality just quantify that yeah beta it looks very shitty on 4k tv it was an old movie 97 I mean, there's, there's the one I got her is 1979. So I was watching this TikTok of this guy who finds, um, what are those really popular sneakers? Jordans. Yeah. At like Goodwills and stuff. And then restores them to new. Yeah. Ah. And um, so he went, he was at a thrift store and he found some and he's like, oh yeah, these are some classics. They're 20 years old. And I'm like, yeah, these look like freaking 80 shoes for real. And then he's, and then he pulls back the tag. He goes, yep, 2001. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had a coworker. She's like 26. <laughs> that hurt me so much. <laughs> <laughs> she went, <clears throat> did something wrong and like, you know, did something with her hip. And she's like, oh, I'm getting so old. I wanted to. Bitch slap the fuck out of her. Like, are you I fucking just, kidding me? I, I know that it's 2022. <clears throat> I know. But when he said 20 year, 20 year old sneakers, I was like, oh, those look like 80s Jordans for sure. Did uh, he even have Jordans in the 80s? There's oh, that one no. meme. What I thought, what I think a 20 year old car is and what a 20 year old <laughs> car actually is. And <laughs> it hurt my soul. And I was like, yeah, it's, oh, it's, also, oh. it's also the meme. It's like what you think a 20 year old Final Fantasy is. And here's actually a 20 year old Final Fantasy, which is Final Fantasy 10. And everybody thinks it's like Final Fantasy, you know, you know, two on Super Nintendo. Dude, look up a 20 year old song. Yeah, I know. You know, it, it's it's actually the song song from Cisco. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I read, I read something about like the guy. He was getting carded for alcohol, and now you got they that glanced in your head down. There, and then they glanced down and glanced back up. He's like, "You're all good." And they're like, "You saw it that fast?" He goes, "Oh, I saw 19." And I was like, "Oh, again, ow, <laughs> ow, ow." I'm singing yeah. the thong song in my head. Yeah, Don't you're, mind me. You're hurting me. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, you're welcome for that. Oh, fuck, getting old ain't easy, dude. That's when, like, U2's album Beautiful Day is is 20 years old. Like, that's mind boggling. Oh, my god. So, side note, ultimate wall janger, good Joe Gilmore comes up to me. I forgot what we were talking about, and he goes, You know, it's kind of fucked up to call your brother the old man. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> you know. <I'm> 
was like, they're kind of yeah, close. It's still, age, it's still worse when they confuse us for twins, which is really <laughs> worse for you because oh I'm way. Old. We were, we were in Starbucks. I'll be collecting social security. And this It'll was like a dream for you. <clears throat> I was in college. We walked into Starbucks one time, and this guy, this this woman behind the counter said, "Oh, are you twins?" Steve goes, "Yeah, fraternal, six years." <laughs> Matt goes, it was hell on our mother. <laughs> well, I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. We've gotten this our whole life because we look so alike. <laughs> uh, I will never forget that sick-ass burn because he came back with it in like two fucking seconds. Like, oh, you guys twins? Yeah, fraternal. Our mother was in labor for six years. <laughs> you can both hear him say that. <laughs> Y'all ain't right. <laughs> I've been fucked up for years. This ain't new. <laughs> uh, they just gave me a microphone. People used to ask my sister and I if we were twins a lot when we were younger. My mother would dress us. and We had the same haircuts, and my mother would dress us in similar outfits. If anyone were to see my sister and I now, you would you would not even know we were related. I I mean, I don't know. It's just it kind of seems natural for me, you know, because like my younger brother looks more look like together. Matt than I look like him. I mean, <laughs> I look more like my cousin Sandy than I do my own sister. That's crazy because the old man looks nothing like either of his parents. It looks like he was adopted. I've wa- milkman, I've seen milkman's milk son. I've seen both we of his parents. I've seen both of his parents, and it does not make sense to me. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> you were left on a stoop <laughs> by like ego. He was like, ah, "I'll leave this one here." <laughs> you were. They already knew I was a crazy fucker to stop. <laughs> like, ah, fuck it, we'll take this one in. <laughs> you missed me comparing old man to a baby left on a stoop. Okay. That's the reaction I wanted. <laughs> it's the that's, normal that's reaction. The reaction you're getting, though. It's the normal reaction I get from my brother normally when I open my mouth. Utter, utter indifference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, try living with me. You'll get it. <laughs> so... Yeah, this has been a bomb-ass podcast. What did you do? <coughs> she didn't talk much, did you? No, she just sat there, and then I mentioned the sat two podcasts. there, listened to our dick jokes. Yeah. Uh, sat, and then I mentioned the two podcasts that she was on, which was the first one was Stop Hunting Connor, Yogurt Aside. And <laughs> the second was... Uh, Oh God! What did I just? Where say? was the one? Where was the one where, where Big Brother was worried about his carpet? It's the yogurt. That's one. the yogurt one. Yeah, that's but, yogurt. <laughs> and then the other one was Smitches get stitches. Uh, fuck! What was the rest of that? Smitches get stitches. I don't know. I just said it. Listen to the earlier on in the. Uh, I mean, at Big Brother, she's you know Emma here is not going to be faced by any of your jokes because she listens to Stephen Lynch, so. That's the barometer that I've set. I haven't listened to him. In- oh, I, love, I love. I haven't Stephen heard Stephen Lynch. I haven't listened to him in a 
My name is Satan. Hi. What was it? Mephistopheles, whatever. First thing I want to get to is uh, Lower Decks. Uh, Lower Decks okay. is amazing. Love Isn't it. Isn't it freaking hilarious? The first moment from when uh, Mira gets uh, the other guy and she has the Romulan whiskey and then breaks mm-hmm. it and then slices his leg with the uh, with the uh, uh, Klingon battleth. Like, fucking love that. That was amazing. Like uh, Tawny Newsom, who's the person that does the voice of the Mariner, she does or she used to. I don't know if she still does. Um, yeah. Do this podcast called "Yo Is This Racist?" and I used to listen to it, and I remember specifically the episode where she announced that she would be doing a voice for Star Trek Lower Decks. So in that first episode, when you're hearing Mariner, I'm hearing this woman whose podcast I've listened to for a couple of years, and I'm like, ah, oh, love to see it. I'm so. Yeah, I was so glad that the show was that good because you know I wanted it for her. But yeah, the kinda, whole cast. I kind of get like a Rick and Morty kind of comedy vibe in like the Star Trek. Universe. I definitely see that very quick. The, the humor it's just it's fast, 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 fast. It's it's very nice, and we There's started checking episode. out Discovery as well. Oh, good! You're only on the first season. Yeah, for a third episode. Commercials and all. Ugh, yeah. Makes me want to drill a Commercial. hole in my head. Yeah, old man went with the ad segmented uh, Paramount Plus oh, subscription. Okay. So, um, what do you think of those Klingons? Where's their hair? Klingons had hair. See this? What'd you do is, with their hair? They had all this to hair. Me, this to me is like the fundamentalist Klingons. Think of like Klingons that inbreed. Okay. And this is what you get. You know what I'm saying? So you're That's talking about like it. as like extreme like pockets where they only they don't go outside of their little tribe or what have you. So this is the evolution of that. All right, I'll accept. So it. you're talking about like like royal family Klingons, like British royal well, family not kind of Klingons. Like, like let's just say, meet your sister wife. A small like let's take a small <laughs> country like Georgia. Georgia's not a super large country. Georgia. Right? Sorry. And they they cut themselves off from the rest of civilization. So Everybody give it a couple of hundred years, everybody's related. Well, Japan did that for a while. And then you kind of get this like strain that is now part of everyone in that one particular thing. And that's how I look at the, the Klingons. They're like Klingons, they're like this one sect that were very concerned with the purity of their their blood, of their of their Klingonness. And this is how we got to this this yeah. very extreme version of them. Because you had a whole bunch that's of my different anyway. You had a whole bunch of different uh uh a whole bunch of different uh, versions of the Klingons. Mm-hmm. You have the original series, TNG, right. and, you know, a lot of what we know was TNG, but you also have the Abrams universe as well as now this mm-hmm. new universe of Klingons. So you have the Kelvin universe, and you have the original series, and you have all of these other multiverses, mirror universes, I should say mirror universes. Yeah. It's more like a mirror universe. And even how they said that the original series, Klingons, the reason why they didn't have bridges is because that's after they had been messing with the uh, DNA that they had used on Khan. The Ruffles um, uh, DNA? Yeah, that's, because that's Ruffles have ridges. Had no ridges. Oh, I was going <laughs> to say that. 
The way, you know, the thing is, I've spent enough time with you that I knew exactly where that was going. <laughs> Very true. But back to ad it. placement, of course. Um, but no, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying all the Star Trek content on the Bob Network because yep. I have missed it. Honestly, it's. There's this uh, nice. one episode of Lower Decks, which I think is very early in the first season. It's only a couple episodes in where they start talking about who the best, the best worst villains were. Mm-hmm. And the way that they, it's, it's, if you've ever been with people who are like super <coughs> hardcore into Star Trek and can name every little thing, like if you sure. give them the name of the episode, they know exactly what it is. Yeah. And the way yeah. they were arguing back and forth about this reminded me of having two people having this argument. And it was hilarious to me because I swear I've heard word for word this conversation before. Um, but yeah. That's where they it, got it from. Uh, well, there's a, a, a Facebook group that I'm in called Star Trek Ship Posting. And we have confirmed. Well, there are cast members of different Star Treks that are in that Facebook group, but also writers from star trek in that lower decks in that group even though we don't know who they are we know that they're there because there's stuff that's happened within that group that ends up being put into episodes later on and we're like oh (laughs) that's awesome yeah why wouldn't you you just hop on and troll a fucking fan group and you're gonna get your best ideas from that oh yeah the memes are just kiss so First story. I'm very happy that you're enjoying it. Yay. I am. I am. And then first story that I wanted to talk about in the live folder. Mm -hmm. Um, You can create a new tab just so we can hop back to the Projangers page. Our uh, uncle and aunt, they uh, have dedicated Christmas trees. She has a dedicated Christmas tree. Oh, oh, no. Uncle Mike has a dedicated Christmas tree to Star Trek. Yes. With and a big, gigantic enterprise that he puts on the top of it. Yes. Think. And then, uh, Ultimate the Walljanger. I don't know. Ultimate Walljanger Moisel Robinson. His uh, stepdad has a nerdy case, and he has a bunch of like Star Trek little memorabilia in there that he cherishes. That <clears throat> It's nice to, to where you see these weird... Not weird, but, well, yes, weird, but different kind of Star Trek nerds pop up. And nerds have this weird, it's almost like a language. You can admit the old man in the Zoom. But nerds have this weird language to where you'll have a normal conversation and you may say a word or a phrase or Mm -hmm. something differently. And a fan or a nerd of that particular subject will instantly key in, and then you ultimately have a seven-hour conversation with a person that you never intended to have. Like, that's a kind of truly original kind of thing to nerd them, to where... That's one of the best reasons to go to a convention, because you just never know where those conversations are going to go, and you can't find people with as rich a cornucopia of passions that are like nerd related Mm -hmm. unless you're there i've met so many wonderful people and learned so much about all these different fandoms from people who are just super passionate that i never would have met had i not gone to something like that well also i have always had an awesome 
uh, conversation with John and Zach, the IT guys at my company. And mm. John, he asked me today, he was like, so, the Batman, is it good? I'm seeing a lot of stuff otherwise. And I was like, no, it's good. It's good. It's a detective noir. With I mean, hair. People, look, I said, right? look. In <laughs> his I, face. I love that. I love that. That, that tone of dejection that you were just in like. In his face. That was the, that was the fucking. That? But that was the first. That was the only thing that I said bad about the Batman. I was like, look, you just got to be okay with hair in his face. But besides that, it's an awesome detective Some noir. scissors to cut. The, how do you see? I'm going to let Emma take over for me because I need to eat because I haven't eaten yet. I'm starving. Okay. Substitute per Janger Emma, who That's was on the, God, what was the last podcast? It was probably, no. Uh, we called the it first Smash one. the Goldfish. No, first one was Stop Hunting Connor, Yogurt Aside. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's that's what he pounded. And then face. there was forgettable faces. Smitches get stitches. <laughs> you didn't I think I remembered those podcasts, did you? No, I, I don't. I never thought about <laughs> it. I remember weird stuff. That's why I am the Matt Man. But it's probably because your name is Matt. Well, yes, that and every other kid in the '90s was named. If your Matt. name was like <laughs> Dan, we it'd be so weird. Dan Man. Why would we call you Matt Man? That'd be stupid. That would be stupid. His although, name's Dan, but we call him Matt Man. Why? I don't know. Although, if I create a comic on, uh, based on the Matt Man, it's not going to be that guy's name. He's like, that's stupid. Why the fuck would my name be Matt if my, you know, if my superhero name is the Matt Man? It'd be very easy to find me. Like the He's got a fair point there. You know what I mean? In, just have him like, oh, my name's actually Hamish. Nobody would ever know. Hamish is the Matt man? You mean his name's not Matt? That would be the big controversy on time. Matt man's name, not Matt. And that's what the goldfish would circle well, What on. do we have here? But this the first live folder. Um, yeah. I thought underneath this was... The yeah, underneath the crap, but... Um, you can stay on that YouTube uh, image there. But there was a bit of an incident because Gamer survives a bullet to the head thanks to a Razer headset. Right here. Yeah, right up top there in the very corner, you could see a Razer headset. I'm trying to avoid the ad. You can zoom in like my uh, uh, laptop is, and it'll uh, enlarge all that. Eliminate the ads. But <clears throat> gamers claimed that their Razer headset ended up saving their life when it deflected a stray bullet uh, that flew into their room uh, from a nearby window. You know you live in a safe neighborhood when. <laughs> it's very safe. Just get the Razer headset. And Old man picked jacket. the perfect time to have his child take the steering wheel. Um. <clears throat> So, 18-year-old Redditor, Enough Dance 956 Maybe that's why they shot at him. From Torrance, no? Canada. It's Canada. Oh. Who would have known they had fucking, like, drive-by shootings Canada. in Canada? No, someone was probably hunting in the area. Uh, there you go. There you go. A logical explanation. Okay. I well, don't see Canadians as 
got to tell tight. you. Unless it's over hockey. Was he playing hockey? It could be because of the hockey. It could have been because get, of the hockey. They, they will riot over some hockey. <laughs> they will. But I just, I didn't actually read but the story wouldn't? either to see it was Canada. Because that just makes sense, it being Canada. Okay. First it, off. Yeah. I mean, it's more likely. I mean, it looks like it's a suburb. In Canada. Someone I mean, was hunting. That doesn't look like a powerful bullet because Whatever. that is a standard headset. It went through the window. You see in the background? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It went through the window Behind, first. Uh, the perjanger the box? Yeah. So it actually had a good bit else in the way. It's not like, boom, I can wear my Razor headset and I'll be safe from here to here. But it's just a miracle. I wanted to, you got to point out miracles. Everyone's mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah, it is nice. Restore like faith in a something. Yeah, like this next <laughs> end credit story. Hey, Lou. Because right here, you can find on Polygon, they have a, a, a article here to where you can find the Halo TV series first episode for absolutely freeze. Okay. <clears throat> and literally, if you click that video, it would just start off playing Halo's episode one. Um the thing that I immediately loved was that it was good. Like, oh, okay. especially as an adaptation, it was really good. They did not just immediately blare Master Chief in your face, you know, like a blazing billboard. They mm-hmm. built to it in the episode. You know, you're about like seven minutes in and you're like, oh, it's about to go down. And that's what got me onto the Paramount Plus kick which inspired all the lower decks and all that. So that's why I wanted to highlight Paramount Plus really has. I mean, lots I of sh- commercials. I shit on it in the beginning. Commercials <laughs> to turn it on, commercials to look at it. Yeah. There There's are- a commercial playing right now because we talked about it. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. There's another Paramount commercial. Yeah. But oh, I do appreciate the content when, because this is the crown jewel of Paramount Plus, even after watching what little I did of the Star Trek content they have on there, the Halo series is the pull for the the gaming nerds that I really appreciate. And that's what I really wanted to highlight is that this is a good adaptation. Even if they do show his face in the first episode, it doesn't matter because it is a war show. It is... You know, human colonies, being under war, your favorite sci-fi show. You don't have to know shit about Halo. Hello. To actually get into this show. But if you are a fan, you will appreciate the Covenant. You'll appreciate Master Chief and everything that's going on with the story. And it's one of those things that you will immediately love, no matter what kind of uh, level you are going into the fandom. How is it? I watched the first episode. I uh, didn't watch the second. They have two episodes available now on uh, Paramount Plus. But I watched a good bit of the first episode, and I got to like minute eight, and I'm in love. <clears throat> so that was the big thing. The Paramount Plus, even though old man has ad segments, which drive me up a goddamn wall, just like Big Brother. Might actually still get me to buy my own Paramount Plus <laughs> because I hate ads so much. Ads suck the soul from you. They from do. Life. 
You get so much more time out of your life by just just paying for the little bit extra without ads. I feel you know, so good about so my life. What's so funny is that I have all of these uh, subscriptions that I do pay the additional to get them without the commercials, and then I end up spending the vast majority of my, of my time on either Pluto or 2B TV, which has <laughs> Sling and <laughs> F1 races, no commercials. So that's there's, that. There's the F1 race but broadcast with no Doctor Who, you know, it's not, I mean, it's not you got to watch the commercials for Doctor Who if you go on Sling, you know. And on Pluto. Yeah. Same thing. They have a Doctor Who channel, but there are commercials. Are they up more up to date than HBO Max? I don't know. Probably it's, not. No, it's mostly like classics and they repeat like every week they repeat like the same two episodes, I don't know, like four or five episodes. And then <laughs> it's another four or five episodes. And then they go back to running Star Trek, the next generation on loop mm-hmm. for the rest of the time because mm-hmm. it's all they got. Uh, Sir Patrick what Stewart. We got. That's why. Because he's British. But what I like about that, it's like, because it's not in order. So you're like <laughs> playing roulette of episodes. You might be seeing something in season four and then you're in season well, one. That's the and thing. You're is in season. When we're go- we were going an, through an adventure. the next generation and I realized. I have not watched these in order. I have watched a plethora of... If, you if, watch a Star Trek with Alzheimer's. If, exactly. If not a gaggle or a, a fuck ton of Star Trek episodes. You never but know when you're going to get a new episode or meet someone new. I have not actually... You never know what you're going to get. Yeah, I have not actually the watched them they tell you in order. So that's I just want to say a very nice use of the word plethora. Thank you. He's been practicing. Very welcome. I'm working on my words. Like word and, and phonetics. Yeah. Like phonetically. Uh, that I don't believe. <laughs> <laughs> phonetically getting used to uh, hit that subscribe button right there. The, the right, above, right above the my use. head. You're going to find the very best Purjangers and Wallhangers video for you. Right Which above our cardboard Kelly is going to be every single Triforce podcast and a playlist. And of course, our podcast never ends until our main man, Connor, says, Bye. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>